0: welcome to christian life with dr william baker i'm your host dr william baker and this week well this episode of christian life we're going to talk about belief what it takes to believe Um, and we're going to talk about a leper and a centurion the belief in a leper and a centurion well not exactly just making fun of the words Uh, but we're going to discuss first a little bit about uh, belief and then we're going to jump into matthew chapter 8 and we're going to talk about the leper that jesus cleansed and a centurion so let's start off by talking about belief believing in something what does it take to believe in something for some people you know we start when we're young when we're in school right for those of us that have went to school in certain countries, it's a little bit different. It depends on who your teacher is. It could be a family member. It could be somebody who's paid to convey knowledge, an actual teacher. Um, It could be someone that has a religious stature. It could be numerous individuals who may teach, you know, and That's the more formal aspect of it. You know, friends would be a little, your family would be a little less formal. You got friends and then, you know, do you want to say a third tier to the onion when you're peeling it back? You could even say it's people who you observe and see out in society or on a daily basis or on a semi-daily basis, you know, weekly basis or something. So, you know, when we come down to belief, we typically believe what a teacher or a close family member tells us. They're in that inner circle. The teacher's in the inner circle you know, with the family member because as a family member, you have an intimate bond with that person. So you're gonna believe what they tell you when you're younger. And then with the teacher, because they're in a position of trust and they're a teacher, you typically learn that, hey, you can trust your teacher. So what they tell you, you know, it's not going to be a lie. It's going to be the truth. So you believe those. And then, and that's a little more formal. Now, you've got others in society who you, you see things, you hear things. You may believe it a little bit, but not wholeheartedly. You know, you want some proof. You want to... <clears throat> excuse me, go out there and actually see it for yourself to believe that it's real. You know, you don't accept all of it. You, you might well, it's possible it's true. Doesn't mean it is. You, you want to discern. You want to find out for yourself, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like what we're going to talk about today with Jesus. So we'll go ahead and jump into... Chapter 8 of Matthew, we're starting off with verse 1, when Jesus cleanses a leper. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So, let's let's break that down a little bit. So, he just got finished teaching all the people on the mountain. You know, the crowds are still following him, and, and a leper's coming up to him and knelt before him. Got on the knees, got on their knees and knelt, saying, If you'll make me, you know, if you will make me clean, you know, if you can. And then the Lord did. He said, I will be clean. And it doesn't say, you know, it took a week, it didn't take any, you know, no medicine to take. It didn't have to wait for the medicine to take effect. It was immediate. The, the leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said, See that you say nothing to anyone. Don't gloat about it. Look what the Lord did for me. You know, He he did this for me, not you, but me. I got, you know, Jesus did something special for me. He didn't do that, but show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded. So he was, you know, the, the, the leper. And I'm not sure if it was a male or female. I'd have to go back and and look at that off the top of my head, you know, so many went to Jesus. But the priests were trusted in society at that time. So when lepers are removed from society and sent to the leper colony, usually a leper, you know, if somebody tries to to heal a leper like a doctor back in those days, you know by touching leper they would get get it, it the leprosy and could contract the leprosy or whatever it was and you know then the the doctor would be removed from society now the only way to get back in society was you know if it was if it healed up and was gone then you could present yourself before the priests who who you know the community listened to and then you had to make the offering that moses commanded right I mean, that's, that's what he's saying there. So he doesn't want, you know, you, you to go out and, and proclaim it to everybody and have a party with it, but let the priest look at you. If everything's right, make your, make your offering and go back to society and live, you know? And that's, that's you know, the proof hey, it's gone, God cleansed me, it's gone. Don't even have to say that. It said show yourself to the priest. It doesn't even say they have to tell the priest how they got rid of it. What happened? Just, you know, hey, lift up your garment, it's gone. Good, go make your your offering. They're back in society.
1: But there's a lot of people when something happens, they want to gloat about it, don't they? Look
0: at this. I got this. I, you know, hey, this is, well, that's great. But, you know, was it something extraordinary you did? You didn't do anything to get it. Well, they did. They asked for it. They went to Jesus, right? They did do something. They, that person, went to Jesus. And Jesus decided to heal him. So they took an action. They just didn't do anything. But they listened to the Lord. Now, there's others who would do that. And like I said, they gloat about it. That's not the, you know, look at me. Well, that's not the point. Now you're emphasizing yourself. You're not emphasizing the Lord. So let's move on to verse 5 in chapter 8. The faith of a centurion. go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it when jesus heard this he marveled and said to those who followed him truly i tell you with no one in israel have i found such faith i tell you many will come from east and west and recline at a table with abraham isaac and jacob in the kingdom of heaven while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go. Let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So let's break that down. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, the centurion came to him. Now, a centurion is in charge of about 100 men, pretty powerful, you know. And uh, he he appealed to him. He told him, he said, Lord, my servant's paralyzed, suffering. I don't want to see him suffering, you know. I I come, you know, to you, ask you to heal him. And, And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. Because the centurion was what? He was part of the Roman army, right? He had all those men. How many people had he killed? How many terrible things has he done? He thinks he's not worthy. And he tells the Lord that I'm not worthy. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. He said, I understand. You know, he said, you you just got to say a word. You're, You're powerful. You're God. You know, you're Jesus. You're the son of God. You can heal him with a word. You don't need to come. And he tells him, you know, I too am a man under authority. God's under the authority, you know. The the God is given the authority to Jesus. Rome has given the authority to the centurion to control the soldiers and have certain authority over a certain area. He says, "I'm under authority with soldiers under me." I say to one, "Go," and he goes. I say to another, "Come," and he comes. Say to my servant, "Do this," and he does it. And Jesus knew he understood. He just marveled at him and said to those who follow him, you know, no one in Israel's has found has got such faith. The
1: centurion knew. You know, you're the Lord. You don't have to. You can just, a word, a thought. I tell you, many from the east and west,
0: you know, will come from the east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. At the table that... They've been prepared for us. Jesus prepared for us. While the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. Jesus is telling them right there. This centurion has more faith than you. You don't believe. You know, you may have repented, but you haven't circumcised your heart. You haven't changed your heart. You're still the same old, same old sinful person. You don't want to follow what I'm saying.
1: But this man who does this, he believes, he has faith. And he says they're going to be, you know, sons of the kingdom who are going to be thrown into outer darkness
0: where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Think about that. People are crying and there's teeth, all kinds of, what kind of teeth? Well, you know, what animals are they on? They're gnashing, they're chewing, they're, you know, think about that. And Jesus told the centurion, go, let it be done. For as you have believed, and the servant was healed at that very moment. Just a word. It wasn't even a, you know, he tells the centurion, let it be
1: done for you as you believed. Now he's telling the centurion that. But he didn't need to say that to heal the servant. You know, that's just awesome. That's a great God, great Jesus.
0: Belief, some belief in faith.
1: What do you believe in? What does it take you to believe? You know, there was a lot of people believing in the idea of Jesus.
0: There was a lot less that followed his doctrine and what he preached, what he said, do. They liked the idea. They liked the idea of saying, oh, look at me. You know, did they believe and have faith in what he was doing? What he said? Nope. No, they didn't. They wanted to see more miracles. They wanted to see more of his,
1: you know, wondrous things he could do. Why? Don't you have faith? Don't you believe? And even after witnessing numerous, you still don't change your heart. You still haven't found the entrance to the kingdom of heaven. Remember, the gates narrow to heaven, to salvation. But the gate to the lake
0: of fire, well, you may not even see the The side, you know, the gate sides, it's just might be so wide you can't see it. You just keep walking. You walk right through it, won't even know it. Because you have to practice and live what is preached. You have to live the Christian lifestyle. What God asked us to do, love our neighbors. Be kind, joy, long-suffering, right? You've got to believe that Jesus was sent here by God the Father.
1: He was sent here to
0: die on the cross, to take all of man's sins, because we're fleshly sinful beings, into himself. He opened himself
1: for that one moment. Died on the cross. Human death. Rose to heaven. He gave us... ability to have salvation
0: if we believe put our faith in the Lord trust repent of
1: our sins and change our heart you know it's not difficult that's the one thing that amazes me
0: it's not difficult but yet it seems to be one of the most difficult things out there and what does it cost you it doesn't cost anything It doesn't cost anything
1: you just have to believe believe in the lord repent change your ways and people can't do that
0: because of the fleshly sinful beings that we are they want that money they want that extra whatever it is that makes you feel good
1: they you know you got to have it first right Can't see the people who,
0: you know, might need a word of encouragement or suffering right in front of you because you're too wrapped up in yourself in this fleshly world. It doesn't mean you can't live and do things,
1: but you've got to open your eyes. You've got to view the world with Christian eyes.
0: You know, so do you have that belief or do you, you know, like it's a family member or trusted, you know, teacher or somebody, or, you know, do you have to? You hear it or see it to believe it, and in some cases, people don't even believe it when they see, believe it, when they see it five, six, seven times. Oh, I just let me see that again.
1: Really? And then you go say, "Oh, I was there, yeah, oh yeah, it was great. yeah. Well, what does that matter if you're not saved? It always comes back to, you know, are you saved? Because tomorrow
0: is not a given. If tomorrow doesn't come? I know where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be at the table with Jesus, God the Father, the
1: family members, everybody who made it up there. I'm not gonna experience a second death,
0: but I'm gonna be, have, you know, be reborn in a new body in heaven. I hope you get reborn in a new body in heaven too. Just believe a little. Now, as always with my podcast when i wrap up the podcast i just like to say i always want the best for everybody i hope everybody's weeks week time day is going good i don't want anybody to be you know suffering or in pain and you know if you think if, if you're having thoughts negative thoughts they could be bad good negative borderline not sure if you Just need somebody to talk to. But if you're having bad thoughts, need somebody to talk to. Think about doing something bad. If you, you know, if something serious is going on in your life and you just want to talk. Let me know. You can reach out to podbean.com. Look for Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. There's a contact form there. Well, contact uh, information. Reach out to me. I will respond back. Everything we talk about is confidential.
1: I'm a pastor. I'll take it under the guise of we're doing this in a
0: pastor, uh, church related setting. You know, you're coming to me as a pastor and we're discussing things, but I do want to help very knowledgeable and i can help doesn't cost anything you know i don't hate anybody i want the best for everybody I want the best for you love everybody jesus loves everybody and uh you know with that i'm gonna say i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and if you need someone i'm there you know you can always talk to the lord the lord's there with you too Just got to listen a little more but you know confused and stuff hey why am i here good lord put me here you know maybe you need to reach out to somebody well you you know that's what i'm here for so not just that but to educate anyway i hope hope everybody has a blessed week i really do for those out there that are struggling just remember god is there Jesus is there. Read the Bible or listen to it if you can't read it in some areas. Listen, I'll be putting stuff out every week. (coughs) Excuse me. Stay safe depending on where you're at. And God bless you. Have a great week. This has been Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. God bless.